our worldview is everything. The way we look at life and the way we respond to evil and wickedness in this world, we're asking, why are we here? Why does evil exist? What is good? And that's what we're talking about today. Let's do it. Welcome friends to New Plan Life, where we've decided to hit the restart button on our lives and pursue what is life-giving instead. We'll be studying scripture daily, talking about current events with guests, and so much more. Thanks for listening. God bless. I want to recommend a book to you guys. There's a book that I've been reading that has been blowing my mind. It's made me think so deep recently about life and everything we're going through. I want you to look up Reflections on the Existence of God. There's a quote in there by John Lennox that I want to start before this podcast. It says, What divides us is not science, but our worldviews. No one wants to base their life on a delusion, but which is the delusion? Christianity or atheism? I guess in simple mathematical terms, uh, 2 plus 2 equals 4. But do you find that through atheism or Christianity? There's only one right answer to that equation, right? But we have to ask ourselves, what is our worldview and how did we come to that conclusion? If you look really far back, my first podcast was actually on division and why we're divided. And I've come back to this point because we're extremely divided right now with uh, big tech censorship, with riots, with um, everyone just pointing fingers and hating each other. It's insane. So we're going to talk about our worldview and why does that matter right now in the midst of all this chaos? Why am I talking about worldview when I could be talking about a million other things? Well, It's important to talk about our worldview when I could be talking about so many other things right now, Um, but I think the worldview really is at the heart of everything that's happening right now because everyone has conflicting worldviews, and that's kind of what's led us to this point. Our worldview determines our ethics, our values, our capacity for happiness, and it helps us answer those big questions of life. How did I get here? How am I supposed to live? Where do I find meaning? And what is my destiny? Where where am I going? Where, Where will I end up? And these are really important questions we all need to answer. And like I started the podcast, we're going to arrive at one of these destinations. Um, everyone arrives at one of these destinations. It's either God or it's atheism. It's, there's nothing, Right. And um, not to judge anyone for any of those conclusions, but find truth and follow the truth to its conclusion, regardless of any bias we might have beforehand. But truth is tricky, right? Because sometimes we don't want to follow what's true, because if we follow what's true, we have to look reality in its eye and how wicked and evil this world is. And if we follow down that path of meaning and purpose, then... It might take us in a direction that we don't want to go. And this is, as this book says, it's it's the biggest human flaw. We stubbornly hold on to whatever our belief is, regardless of uh, data, of stats, of truth, because we just stubbornly want to believe what we want to believe. We would rather believe life the way we want to believe it rather than how life actually is. And that's not objective, that's subjective. And for this reason, evidence doesn't seem to matter much because 
people will follow their own conclusions and their own truth. But if we're if we're true to ourselves and we follow the truth, we just want to see where it leads. We're not coming at this trying to convert anyone or trying to like force Christianity down people's throat. And that's the thing is um, most atheists that have come to know God, they just followed the data. They followed morality and followed um, purpose and all of these things and uh, natural selection and things like that. And we find ourselves usually at God. And to whoever's listening, you might not be a Christian. That's okay. We're just going to talk about truth and why that matters. And before we jump into this, remember the evidence of God and the presentation of absolute truths, they don't mean anything if that person really doesn't want to believe that there is a God. So I want to start with this. I want to challenge you guys. There was a article that went viral a couple years ago, and it was a lady uh, on CNN that said, why I raise my children without God. And the reason she did this was because it's hard to explain a loving God without explaining, you know, murderers and child abuse and brutal beatings and torture and all of these different things. It's hard to explain that. And uh, one of my favorite leaders that I look up to, his name was Ravi Zacharias, And he said that he went on to every single college campus he went on, he had the same exact question. And that question was, obviously, how can all loving God allow all this evil and all this darkness and vile wickedness to take place on this earth? And that's a hard question. We have to realize this, though. We can easily dismiss the idea of God because the presence of evil. But without realizing it, the notion of evil implies that there is a standard of goodness that has been violated. So who decides the standard of goodness? Realize that the existence of evil itself means that there is a higher notion of God. There is something higher that we call good. We use the word evil when things are not the way that they are supposed to be. But those last three words, right? Critical thinking here. Supposed to be. What What is supposed to be? Who Who decides what is supposed to be? Because if we look at these politicians and all these things that are breaking in the news, everyone sees a world that they want to fix in their own way because they aren't what? The way they're supposed to be. So everyone has their own truth and is defining the world that they live in in their own ways in their own mind they all see it differently so the question becomes where do we get the sense of good and right and wrong on the atheism side if we're all just here by chance what does that look like so this is actually something charles darwin uh, struggled a lot with and uh as i think most would because it's a very hard question it's it's hard for both sides to answer this but he really struggled with it because He didn't understand the descent of evil passions. Where does that come from? And he concluded that we today call evil um, inherited animal passions. So the genes of violent animals that we descended from has stayed in our genes. He concluded that we have no choice in the matter. We're just creatures that are just like animals and we need survival of the fittest. We need to kill. We need to murder. We need to take out the strongest. We need to survive. 
and this is the same line of thinking that actually Hitler had. And I, I don't mean to go extreme, but th this is actually words from his mouth. As he said, why should I not be crueler than nature itself? Because he saw nature was naturally cruel, and there was no reason for him not to unleash that cruelty onto the world. Just like nature did, because it's in his genes. There's actually a story of two young kids, two young adults, and they were obsessed with, you know, philosophy and uh, Friedrich Nietzsche, who had the same philosophy, um, basically saying he believed that any legal obligations didn't apply to superior beings, which in this case would be himself. If, if we were to identify ourselves as superior beings over the law, then that's, that's chaos. No one, no one determines law. No one determines what's right and what's wrong because we're all above it. We're all superior in our own way. And if everyone thinks they're superior in their own way, then yeah, that's going to lead to a nature-like society where we all try to take each other out because we think we're superior. And that's, is, that what, is that what life's about? Is that truth? Regardless of side, again. So these two kids became obsessed with committing the perfect crime. So they kidnapped a young boy in their neighborhood. They bludgeoned him to death in the back of their car then they took him to a site where they poured acid all over him so that he wouldn't be recognizable, and they dumped him. They eventually were caught. They did not succeed in this perfect crime that they were trying to do. And their families were very wealthy, and they hired a you know amazing lawyer. And he had this genius thing, this argument that he used in court that actually saved these kids' lives. His main argument was this. Is there any blame attached to these kids because they took Nietzsche's philosophy seriously and fashioned their life because of it? He said, Your Honor, it's hardly fair to hang a 19-year-old boy for the philosophy that he was taught at a university. If we teach these things and follow them to their logical conclusions, then what is actually wrong with these types of motives? When we see something that is wicked, what are we attaining wickedness to? Because if nature is wicked, and we are wicked because of nature, then why would we hold each other to a higher standard than nature which we came from? And if we did come from nature, then what is our, our, our purpose? Do, do we have any significance? And this is not me preaching God. Why are we here? Are we significant in any way? Because Richard Dawkins says that this is one of the hardest lessons for humans to learn. We cannot admit to things that are neither good or evil. There's neither cruel nor kind. But simply callous, indifferent, suffering, lacking all purpose. That's the conclusion he's drawn, that everything is callous, everything is indifferent, suffering doesn't matter, and purpose doesn't matter. We lack purpose because if we are nature and nature is nothing and nature is by chance, then there is no purpose. Most people say that purpose is socially constructed, that it's just whatever you say your purpose is, that's what your purpose is. Um, 
in and of yourself. There is no higher being of goodness. It's just whatever you say goes, which obviously is dangerous because if whatever you say goes and the law that you're following, just like these two teenagers, then that's dangerous. So there's this woman named Carolyn Loban, and she believed this. She believed that morality was just socially constructed. Your your purpose is whatever you say goes. Morality is also, um, we've just created it as a society. Whatever, whatever benefits the society as a whole, then that's what is good. But anyone could define what benefits society as a whole. But anyways, so she believed this. And she didn't want to push her, you know, beliefs on anyone. So, so she went to Africa and she saw the terrible oppression of women. And being an advocate for human rights, she told the leaders of these societies, what you're doing to these women is wrong. And they responded, don't impose your values on us. Which is funny because she, you know, vowed not to impose her values on society because she has her own. But then this society said, don't impose your values on us. She's, they also said, you're imposing your religious beliefs on us. And she said, I- I'm not religious. Human rights are not things that we can prove. Human rights are things that we know. We know how humans should be treated and how there are these innate rights in us. And those are not something that come of this world. That's something that's outside of this world. So let's jump into some scripture. So at the very beginning, the serpent said to Eve, God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat of the fruit, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. So, when he says you, he's talking to Eve, okay? Right? So, what about Adam? (laughs) That's a separate set of truths, right? Because he said, you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. Okay, so now Eve has her own perception of good and evil. Now, Adam has his own perception of good and evil. Now, Cain and Abel have their own perception of good and evil. And you see how this twists everything? If four different people, just four, I'm not talking about today, just those four different people have a different view on knowing good and evil, then they all have differing views. I mean, look at Cain and Abel and how that ended. They have differing views on how to handle things and what's good and what's evil and what's permissible even. In Romans 6.18, it answers this problem of evil in the world. It says, Every person who has ever lived since Adam, except for the incarnate Son of God, has been born a slave in the kingdom of sin and Satan. But through our union with Christ, we have died to this realm of sin. We have been set free from sin. Colossians 1.13 says, We have been rescued from the dominion of darkness. And Acts 26.18 says, And turned from the power of Satan to God. So before our salvation, we were in bondage to sin, which makes sense. If we look at this world, and just like the lady on CNN saying she's trying to shelter, you know, her kids from murder and evil and all of these criminals and all these horrible things. She's trying to shelter them. In Mark 7, 21 through 23, it says, From within our heart come evil thoughts of sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All of these things come from within and they defile a person. Can we not agree either side of the aisle? not God, atheism, just truth in general. Can we not agree that 
those things are naturally inside of us, we see it every day. We see how many statistics say that people are breaking into cars, breaking into homes, and um, how many uh, homicides happen a day, and all of this. We see it. This is natural. Can we not agree that this is part of the human state naturally from the beginning, from when we are born, we naturally have this. So now we have to answer the question, why? Check this out. Proverbs 28.2 says, when there is moral rot within a nation, its government topples easily, but wise and knowledgeable leaders bring stability. That's what we're seeing right now in our nation. The reason our nation is toppling is because we have moral rot, as the scripture says. Morality has fallen to the wayside, and truth has. Because if we believe that there is no God and there is no absolute truth, then we're going to easily topple because everyone sees the world so differently, and we fight. Each and every one of us fights for our truth and our rights and what we believe when Everyone's just fighting against themselves, and we will topple, and we will be divided. Uh, Like Scripture says, a kingdom divided against itself will not stand. And of course, my favorite of all of these scriptures um, is Luke 6.39 says, Then Jesus gave the following illustration. Can one blind person lead another blind person? Won't they both fall into a ditch? If we are all blind, as in to truth, If there is no subjective truth that we can all walk towards together and believe, then everyone's walking in completely opposite directions, and the world will never stand. People will never get along. People will never find harmony and peace because there is no harmony and peace to live under. There isn't an umbrella for harmony and peace because everyone believes in a different harmony and a different peace because there is no truth. There is no standard to believe on and to stand on. So as we end this podcast, I want to ask you to seriously reflect on your worldview and if you really have faith that God does exist because we don't want to believe in God just because it suits our tastes or it's how we grew up or it's what my father and mother taught me or whatever it is. We don't want to believe just out of compulsion just because it makes the most sense. We want to follow God wholeheartedly because if God does exist, then that's the whole point to our life. That's the whole point to all these politics and all this division we're seeing. It's it's a fallout. It's a fallout of falling, following immorality for so long and following wickedness and untruths for so long that this is the moral decay that the Bible talks about. This is the kingdom that might be coming to an end, that might be falling before our very eyes because for so long we've made a mockery of God and made a mockery of truth and him we've taken him out we've we've laughed at the idea of an all-loving god we teach at universities there is no such thing we won't in some even allow bibles or allow praying it's insane and for us for us to come to this point that everyone is so fearful about this might be god's revival This might be God's time to say, I'm coming back. Maybe not literally, maybe not from heaven, maybe, I don't know. But this might be God's time of saying, you're bringing me back into the public square. I'm coming back into the conversation because everyone has become so far away from me. 
and completely ripped me from society. I'm coming back in because people need me and you need me and I have eternal life waiting for you and no one's going to learn it if everyone teaches against it. So our new plan for today is, (laughs) are you ready? To go read this book. Go, there's a free sample, go download it on Amazon. If you want to buy it, um, you can't buy it from the app, buy it online, amazon.com, but or anywhere else you want to go to buy the book, but the reflections on the existence of God, and recommend it to your friends, buy it for them, share it, and we need to get serious about what is our worldview, and what path does that lead down? Does it lead down a path of, of joy, and happiness, and love, or does it lead down a path of uh, meaninglessness and uh, destruction and um, no purpose, and follow the truth to its follow the truth where it leads. Regardless of, don't take bias, and that's the thing I said at the beginning is we can't jump into this and say I have a preconceived notion that I'm not going to believe in God, or I have a preconceived notion I'm not going to believe in evolution or anything. Just follow the truth where it leads. So thank you guys for joining. If you have any questions about this topic, I'd love to answer it and talk about it uh, because this is the whole reason we're here, right? Thank you guys for joining. And uh, if you want to talk to me, message me on New Plan Life on Facebook or email me at mynewplanlife at gmail.com. Appreciate it. Love you guys. God bless. Peace.